1: On today's show, I have my dad here with me, Jerry Boyce. So to tell you a little bit about my dad, he is hilarious. He is legitimately a speed reader. Anyone who knows him well knows that he can read like a book in like half a day. (laughs) It's insane. He is a business owner. He's been married to my mom, Terry, for 39 years now. So my mom and my dad, they have been extremely influential in my life. There's so many different ways that I could tell you and show you how much they really, truly love me and my brother and sister. For instance, one time they drove all the way to Chicago from our house, which is like three and a half hours away from there, just to save me when I had an issue with my car. I mean, who's going to drive there, fix the issue themselves, and drive all the way back? I mean, if that's not an example of love, (laughs) I don't know what is. But one of the best things about my dad is that he has really encouraged us to do whatever it is that we want to do in life and to do it as well as we can. So we're gonna talk a little bit with him about, you know, his business that he's owned, the legacy that he wants to leave, and really just life, how life has worked out for him. You know, I have to say that I am so proud of both my mom and my dad. I honestly can't think of a better way to have been raised. They did an amazing job and I'm so thankful for them. And so I hope that you can see their love shine through this episode and it will help encourage you to know that truly, even if no one was there for you to tell you, you can do whatever you want to do. Just do it to the best of your ability. All right, here's my dad.
2: All right, dad, thanks for being on the show today. Can you introduce yourself a little bit?
3: Uh, I'm Jerry Boyce. I've uh, been married 39 years to my wife, Teresa, have three kids, uh, oldest ones, Melanie, and then a son, Andy, and then Kelly, the one that's here. Yes, so.
2: me, absolutely, the most important one, of Yeah, course, right well,
3: now. <laughs> everybody thinks they're important. Well, I
2: don't, I don't want to get anyone in trouble with that by any means, so. Well, great. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit. So one of the reasons I wanted to bring you here, which I've already shared with you, um, is because you have owned your own business my entire life. Um, And so I thought it would be really helpful since that's such a passion of mine to be able to um, really hear from you where that started for you and to answer some questions that I know people when they first start out, like the questions I was asking you, like calling like, Dad, what do I do about this? Those type of questions. So I thought it'd be helpful. Sure, sure. So can you tell me a little bit about, I thought it might be nice to start with, like, Grandpa's Orchard and, you know, how far back
3: owning a business goes in our family. Well, in our family, almost entirely, as far as I can remember. Uh Uh, Basically, the orchard, I was born, my parents owned an orchard, uh, which you worked in since it was, like, farm-like. You worked in it from the time you were a little kid. Um, I was waiting on customers probably at the age of six or seven you know, yeah. and uh, pretty much if that's where you learn to work with people and how to, you know, to relate and so kind like, of, go ahead.
2: From the beginning, though, you were, that makes a lot of sense why you're so able to connect with people. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, you learn it, if you learn to that early age, it's a lot easier than learning how to deal with people at a later age. Sure. Which is why, you know, if you can begin to work with the public, if you're going to, The younger you begin, the better off you are at getting along with them and relating to how they understanding what they want and what you need. Right, right. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. No, that's really helpful to know. And so then you started, we were calculating, how many years did we say?
3: Well, actually, I was farming, started farming uh, in 1975, officially. Okay. And then ran my own farming operation for 10 years and then went to work for a contractor as a carpenter for four years and started in 85 and 89. In the fall of 89, then I started my own business.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, so basically from the get-go, you were owning your own business. Pretty so. much, yeah. Now, when you were farming, that was when I was like really little. That's probably why I don't remember.
3: Yeah, you won't that. remember any yeah. of that because basically you were only about two years old when we quit farming. Right. But actually, we... What started actually probably was back in the orchard time. We were we raised our own garden and stuff. I did, and then was able to sell produce and have that money when I was a little kid. So oh, wow. actually, yeah, we did that. Oh, I can't really remember how old I was when we started doing that, but that's how you got your extra money, right? Which definitely. worked your own garden stuff. That's so, really cool.
2: So it's like grandma and grandpa kind of really set that as a part yes. of your life from the beginning, right? So. I even remember farmers market. Um, one of the things I always tell them was I remember the honey sticks because they had honey sticks, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I remember the honey sticks, and I always wanted a whole bunch of honey <laughs> sticks. <laughs> and they were always like, "You can have uh, like two, but yeah. anyway. So kind of from the beginning. So do you think that you always wanted to be your own boss, or?
3: Oh, I don't know. as I ever set out with that goal? But it for me, it was uncomfortable working for other people when they guided everything and you gave up so much control yep. to work for other people, and that was, I didn't care for that, so even if you made less or had more issues, to me, it was it was better to be my own boss. Right, absolutely. Yeah.
2: I remember you saying once to me, kind of recently, we were, I think it was right before I decided uh, to go full-time private practice, and you had said, you know, there certainly have been some hard moments, but it's been a good life and some mm-hmm. good flexibility, so I think that portion of things mm-hmm. is, is definitely important, so... So did you tell Grandpa and Grandma you were gonna start your own business, or how did that work?
3: Oh I don't i I know I probably talked to Dad about it mm-hmm. uh, when you start your own business, it's easier to or better to ease into it than it is to just one day say okay i'm gonna I'm gonna start so I actually started doing small projects after work and on weekends oh. and to get yourself established that that allowed you to get a little more income, sure. and get people to know your name and know that you were out there. And then, uh, you know, kind of took it from there. And so the first year was was a little rough, you know, getting sure. going, because you really didn't have a large amount of work that you could do right away. Yeah. You had a lot of people that wanted you to do work by then, you know, but they you couldn't do it until the weather came along and sure. that kind of thing. So sure. and a lot of it's about timing. If you hit, we hit it on the upstroke on construction when when i started construction with the other with the other contractor it was just beginning to pick up four years later it was booming yeah and so we kind of kept on booming for a while which really helps if you're whatever you're going into is going up instead of down right. <laughs> it's a lot easier to <laughs> right. uh, yeah. you know to make it
2: no absolutely that makes a lot of sense so when you told mom that you were thinking about this mm-hmm. was she like what do you remember what her reaction was
3: but she was supportive um, yeah, mainly because if you're doing something and you're unhappy doing it, and by that time I was pretty unhappy sure. doing it Why she knew I was unhappy and that I was not going to be able to keep doing it much longer right. without, you know, uh, and we've always, even if it cost us money, we've always supported each other, so. Yeah, no,
2: absolutely, absolutely. I would agree with that. I think you hit on something really important, though, that, um, a lot of times, you know, I'll Though maybe somebody can make millions in a job if you're miserable. That affects your whole yeah, life. Yeah, if you're
3: unhappy, why do it? Right. You know, why do it? No, absolutely. Uh, money doesn't make everything. Yeah, you know, no,
2: absolutely. Job
3: satisfaction does.
2: Yes, I would absolutely agree yeah. with that. And I think in some ways, too, um, when you have that perspective of things, when there are moments, because every business has ups and downs. Oh yeah. So when there are downs, you're able to get more through that, especially with something you're really passionate about.
3: Yeah, it's a lot easier to get up and go to work and survive that if you're enjoying it. Right. If if you're not enjoying it, you know, it's uh it's, it's just really tough to get through it. Yeah, no,
2: absolutely, I would agree with that. So knowing you, um, self sufficiency is like huge <laughs> for you. So you were really big on that. And I wonder if some of that that's just that was instilled in you when you were little, do you think?
3: Part of yeah, I'd say a lot of it was when I'm little, but part of it, depending on the business you're in. The more of it you can control and the more of it you can do, the easier it is. Sure. Because if you're dependent on somebody else, at some point in time, they will fail you. Sure. Because of things out of their control, anybody's control, not necessarily their fault. So in my business, I started out as a carpenter. But then I had issues getting concrete done on timely manner. Uh So I learned how to do concrete. I had issues with plaster. I learned how to do plaster. I... I learned enough about all of the trades to become a general where you necessarily don't know everything about them, but you know enough to be able to schedule them and to work with them and to do some of the small basics if you have to, so you sure. can finish the job. Sure. Because if you can't, it doesn't matter how good you did your job and how fast and how cheap, if you can't get somebody else to do their job to finish it so you can get paid, you accomplish nothing. Right. And right. that that was a lesson you have to learn along the way. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I think there are
2: a lot of things like that. You go into it, you don't know for sure, and as mm-hmm. you continue on, you learn a little bit more and figure it out for sure.
3: Yeah, it's it's a growing process. You know, I've been doing it a lot of years, and and you still learn. you still learn. Every day is a learning experience. Yeah, if learning. if you aren't learning, you're going down fast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: I just had a conversation with um, another business owner earlier today, just in passing, and that was one of the things that we learned. Where we were talking about when you cut yourself off to learning. Um, then you really set yourself mm-hmm. up for failure. Yeah. Because we can yeah. always improve and get better. So so I was really thinking like generationally, if you think mm-hmm. about our family. I don't know if you ever thought about this. Okay, so there's five, you know, five cousins mm-hmm. on your side. Do you realize that four are business owners?
3: No, I did not. Isn't
2: that interesting? Mm-hmm. And the fifth, she's very successful in what she does, loves what she does. But isn't that interesting that four yeah. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, I hadn't. I hadn't really thought about that. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, and so I'm wondering: yeah. Do you think that a large part of that is that it just comes generationally as well, based on maybe you know, even um, you know, though your your sister, I have two aunts for anyone who's wondering. So even though your sisters went into other career paths, do you think some of those like um, values maybe got passed down? Anyway? Yeah, I'm
3: sure. You know, because all of them were pretty much raised the same as. Right. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, right. No, yeah. absolutely. I just thought that was interesting, worth noting. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, is there a legacy that you're hopeful to be leaving through all of us?
3: Oh, you know, obviously, as a parent, you hope your children have, you know, better life than you did. And hopefully, you know, I as long as you do what you like to do and enjoy it, you know, that's the main thing. Money's not the object. The, you know, if you can't enjoy what you're doing, life's a long trip. Yeah,
2: you yeah. Know. No, absolutely. You know, and I um, have... One thing that I distinctly remember, I don't know if you remember this, whole, but I distinctly remember, I couldn't tell you where, where exactly where I think we are at home, but you saying to me, I think it was sometime around grad school, you can do whatever you want to do, I just want you to, to do the best that you can in that particular field. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you listed some different professions and said, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter what you do, it's just I want you to do the best in it. And so is that a right. hope for all of us? Or right, you right,
3: yeah. If you, you know, if you always do the best you can rather than skate then it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks yeah. or what happens, yeah. you know. Absolutely. But if you if you know, okay, I did best good, okay, so yeah. what, yeah. yeah. You
2: know, I often think that, um, I have a lot of people that tell me they really want to try something, but essentially it's the fear of failure. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I'm very open and honest. Like, I fail, like, every day, basically. Oh, There's something yeah. I want to do and it doesn't yeah. get done. I'm like, oh, that stinks, but tomorrow I'm going to do it. Yeah, do
3: it's it's... You know, you you can't let that stop you. If you do, you'll never do anything. Right. So you just need to go do it. If you fail, so what?
2: Right, absolutely. Yeah. You know, one thing that Mo, my husband Mo, told me that he heard was that out of everyone who's ever been alive, only 1,000 people are actually remembered throughout the whole course of mm-hmm. time. So in two generations people are going to be forgotten about anyway. Um, So if you think about that,
3: if you really nobody's going to remember you failed anyway. (laughs)
2: Exactly, exactly. So if you failed, no one's going to remember it anyway. So if you try and Mm -hmm. it works, then that's awesome, you know? I think what um, the the end of that, the summary of that you shared with me is that really the people are going to remember you or your family. And so that's the most important, you know?
3: Yeah, I think so. You know, to me, it's just, I would rather try And not make it, than not try. And that's just my personal, you know, philosophy. And not necessarily everybody's, but, you know, there's a lot of people that that aren't brought up that way or don't, you know, function that way, but... But uh, to me personally, that's that's what I believe you should do.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, and I have, and I agree with that. Certainly, um, each person has their own perspective and own view on things. But at the same time, I'm someone who I've realized I like jump all in, and mm-hmm. I wonder, do you feel like you do that too? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
3: you know, if you're uh, like we were married, three kids, absolutely no money, yeah. and quit quit a job in the fall before winter to slow a season yeah. yeah i'd say i'd say we jumped all in right right absolutely
2: yeah. no for sure i think sometimes though that 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 pressure of it almost is really beneficial
3: yeah you i think you function uh i read somewhere one time that some people function better with a a certain amount of stress on them and i'd have to agree that if you're i probably do the best when there's something coming up that's pushing me pushing me hard yep. a note due a bill to pay right. uh, a project that absolutely needs to be done uh, that kind of stuff i think some people function better under that right. you know and that's right. kind of a that's more of a personal thing but i think that's you know right. uh, a good driving factor for a lot of people
2: yeah no absolutely so changing gears a little bit you know when you think back to when you first began okay mm-hmm. what is something you didn't know then that you know now, but you really wish you would have known that from the get-go. <laughs> it's kind of a tough one. Oh, but. that's
3: a tough one. Uh, probably was how to control the rate that you, as a businessman, you want to grow.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: And the biggest issue that I probably faced was growing too fast.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. It gets out of control, and you don't control your business. You are actually being controlled by the business. I like that, yep. And... That's really, really tough because it takes a lot of work to catch up, to get stuff under control again, where you can actually uh, decide what jobs you're doing instead of running around like a fireman putting out fires right. from from people that you know. And it, it, to me most of the people that i've seen that have started businesses in construction basically yeah. and and even farming somewhat but mainly in construction that's the biggest issue they get they get rolling and, and you get going too fast and everything kind of gets out of control and the next thing you know you've got unhappy customers you've got yeah. too many bills you you're you're just spread too thin your people you don't have enough people good people right. because that's probably the biggest thing if you're hiring if you you can have a lot of people, but if you don't have the right people doing the right job, it, it just doesn't work, and you can't. You spend too much time right. <laughs> taking care of problems and not, you absolutely. know, not doing. You know, and that's for any business owner. Uh, I'm sure they'll tell you that having the right people is the biggest problem yep. that you have. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Finding of connected with that, you know, there is a um, a lady that I follow. Um, she's. Oh, let's see. She basically, I would summarize her as she's like an author, a speaker, um, but she's a mm-hmm. businesswoman first and foremost. And one thing that she says is that they always hire for the company that they want to have, not the company that they are right. currently. Mm, so is that a yeah. good recommendation? Oh so yes. People can oh out? yes. Financially, of course. And taking right. Yeah, you've got
3: them. to you've got to figure out where you want to go to be, and that's who you need to hire the people for. If you're hiring the person for the job today, what you need to get done today, you're already in trouble. Right. You you that's need true. to be thinking okay. Yeah, I need yeah, I need a carpenter, but maybe I need a carpenter that also has a driver's a CDL, right. you know, or can do another job too yeah. for the job coming up. It's just too easy getting a rut where you take the first body through that can do the job. Right. And you aren't really growing your company. All you're doing is is filling a void for a short time. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's that doesn't help anybody. Sure. Yeah, sure.
2: Would you say an important part of business is taking a step back and looking at where you're mm. like really giving oh, yourself yeah. a good perspective of it?
3: Yeah, that's the, the probably one of the hardest things is to actually be honest with yourself of what's going on and what's doing. Sometimes, I mean, to be honest, if you would have had, if I would have had, uh, for lack of a better term, a mentor uh-huh. that first few years, it would have made the translation a lot easier. Somebody had already been through it could say, okay, you know, look here, you're taking on too much. You don't yeah. have the people you need to, you know, right. regroup. And most of us don't. So we either get through it or we don't. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Absolutely.
2: Well, and I was thinking, too, because that was one of my questions, so you answered it. Thank you. Um, you okay. know, nowadays we can connect, like, on the Internet. So mm-hmm. It's not someone biased But you were kind of just, oh, I mean, you're yeah, just that, at yeah. the mercy of who you're around, essentially. Right,
3: right. Yeah, you could only be, I mean, Yes, you could put ads out and stuff at that time, but you were only, you know, basically it was word of mouth or within a 30 or 40 mile range of who you could find now, you know, with
0: the internet and everything.
3: You can find good people from long ways off and connect that away. But yes, we basically... Oh, your hiring was done on personal knowledge. You know, you either met the guy or you knew his parents or you knew, you know, and, hey, this guy over here needs a job, you know. It was a lot harder then. Yeah, absolutely. I think than it is now for time-wise even, you know, time and and to find good people.
2: Absolutely. Is that something you would recommend to someone now that we have that capability to find a mentor that you can connect with?
3: Yes, yes, definitely. There's a lot of retired businessmen, not necessarily in any particular profession, You don't have to be in one, I mean, you can mentor in another profession, you you know, uh, a a friend of mine has, does that a little bit or did for a while, and uh, to me, I think if you're a young person your age or younger, starting your own business, if you can find somebody to kind of just, because they have a wider view and a less prejudiced view, I guess is the word I'd use, uh, because... None of us really will face the fact that maybe we aren't doing things quite right. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if they, if you can be gently told, hey, you're not, you shouldn't be doing that, or you should right. do it a different way. Right. Uh, and, you, you know, the business is yours. You got to make your own decisions. But uh, a lot of times, if they actually say it, you know that it's right. Right. And yes. instead of you know, you can do that.
2: Absolutely. So, and so just kind of guessing as you go. So, yeah, as you go along. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
3: But I, I'm sure. It's a lot easier when you can pick up the phone and call dad and say, hey. So easy. So easy. That has
2: truly, um, you know, I mean, I know I called you so many times before I decided I was going to go full-time and just said, okay, now talk me through this. What about taxes? What about this? Who do I need to do this? And it it is super helpful to have that for sure. So I would definitely recommend it. So what would you say, you know, would be your first recommendation for someone who's interested in starting their own business but doesn't really know – necessarily how to begin, like maybe they don't have those mentors in their lives, where would they start?
3: Well, there's organizations out there, SBA, some of those that have, uh, uh, you know, people that they'll have workshops, they have to tell you, try to help you start your business. To me, the best thing to do is, it's kind of the way I did it, in my personal opinion, find somebody in that business, go to work for them, Yeah. meet the people, learn the business, yeah. and then generally most people become dissatisfied at their job at four years mm-hmm. so plan on spending four years yeah. with with that person and if you'll know within a few months if you can last four years or not yeah. and if you can then plan on spending four years by that time you will have know enough of the basics and you will know enough of the people in the business to have some contacts and if you can do like I did, basically leave on good relationship. Yeah. A lot of times that person will send you work. Yeah. Uh, most of the people I met while I worked with him actually sent me work and kept me alive that first year. Yeah. Including him. So you know, uh, if you can do that, that gets you a really good start. Uh, if you can't do that and you really, really want to go, it's it's a lot tougher. Yeah. You know, without having that basics. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, network. And it it's a network, too. I mean, everybody talks about networking all the time, but that's the truth. If you, if you know the people, they'll take care of you. Yeah. And I do that now. I'll try to help the younger guys and send work to them and stuff that I can't do. Right, right. Absolutely. So.
2: I think one thing you said earlier, too, that is really important to note on again is that you said a lot of times if you can start out small, try it out before you jump all into it. Yes. One, just to make sure you even really enjoy it. Right, um, right. But also just to get your feet wet a little right, bit. Right, right.
3: If you can do it even part-time while you're holding down a full-time job, that's what I recommend. Because then if if you can actually force yourself to work those extra hours and enjoy it then you know it's something you're going to right, enjoy. Valid point. You know, if you if you do it for two weeks or two months and, oh, gosh, I don't want to do this, I hate this, well, then go find something else, right. something that, that, because if you don't enjoy it and don't get satisfaction out of it, you will not stay with it.
2: Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. So going back to what you said as far as like networking, would you say mm-hmm. that connection to the customers and really following through on what you say you're going to do, is that like a, a portion of what you think is most important in business? It's, it's,
3: yes, it's, if you can't get a reputation for doing what you say, you're in trouble, mm-hmm. okay? And it doesn't really matter what profession you're in. Right. Uh, if you, you know, you need, there are reasons you can't sometimes, and everybody understands that, but if you consistently can't then the issue is with you rather than with them and you need to figure out what it is and 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 fix it uh if you're not a self-starter uh then you probably shouldn't start your own (laughs) business. yeah you have to be the kind to get yourself up every day and want to go out and do it and uh uh, if you can't if you can't do that then, then probably starting your own business is not something you should should right, do right yeah. yeah
2: no that absolutely makes a lot of sense i heard something the other day that there are like two types of people people who are internally motivated um, or, and people who are externally motivated so if you're someone who takes someone else to motivate you you certainly would at least probably want to look for like a business partner right right, you said, right like, yeah somebody to hold and,
3: and there are a lot of good business partnerships where the one person is the the driving force yeah. and the other one um, you know, I have a, quote, partner who's not a legal partner in any way. Uh, absolute fantastic worker. Uh-huh. Absolutely does not want to deal with yeah. the the public, does not want to make decisions or anything, will do anything you ask yeah. and wants to work. Makes my job a whole lot easier knowing I have that one person there that will always do anything. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> To, and it will work as long as I will and last as long as I do. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, and there's, like I say, if you are if you want to start a business and you can't motivate yourself, then hook up with somebody like that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well,
2: that person's going to hold you accountable.
3: Yeah, yeah they will. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's a little rough. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. But are definitely helpful yeah.
2: to have. So what would you say, if you think back over your whole career, you think back, about, you know, farming and, you know, working for someone in your own business, what has been the hardest part of the whole process, would you say?
3: Oh, well, people. No, people, people, yeah. Yeah, it, it's people. Yeah. Um, it is so hard to, if you if you hire somebody that's really, really good, they're only going to be with you a short time. Mm-hmm. The really, really good people are really motivated to sure. better themselves and they will either in and, and what I do anyway, they either will start their own business yeah. or they will move to a, another company with a, that's bigger, that can pay better, that sure. gives them better benefits and stuff. Sure. And you cannot fault anybody yeah. for that. Yeah. But people is the hardest thing uh, because you, no matter how hard you try to screen things out, uh, Quick story that comes to mind is one of the issues with employees is legal entanglements, whether they uh, got, sure. uh, you know, unpaid, uh, you know, alimony and yep. stuff like that. And I very made very sure that I hired a young man, to, and he told me he had no legal entanglements at all. And he didn't when he talked to me. And a week later, his very first day, he had to leave for a court-ordered uh, uh, paternity test oh, on his sure. very first day. And you don't know how bad that young man felt having to tell me that. Sure. You know, after it's he says, he I, "I swear I didn't know about <laughs> it," <Right. you." laughs> and he's right. So you know, it's it's those kind of things that yep. you know make make it interesting. And they make it tough because without the people that you plan at the time you need them, it it's it's rough. Yeah, to to get something done, you end up having to stay longer and do it yourself to get it right. done. And, and that makes it hard to be home
2: <laughs> yeah no that's for sure although i was thinking about that the other day and i never felt like you weren't home for like anything that was like super important do you know what i mean like i never yeah. feel like you missed yeah. out well i i do i feel like deal. i missed
3: out on some of the things but uh, uh i remember one time i came home and all everybody was in the swim pool, you oh, the swimming uh, yeah. pool? and it was the middle of saturday and i'm working you know uh-huh. To make sure I had the money for the chemicals <laughs> for a swimming pool. <laughs> sure. And everybody's in the swimming pool. And I'm going, no way, man. <laughs> right. right. So for things like that, you
2: missed out on
3: I, that. I think I missed out on some of the... I mean, I don't think I missed out on the major things. But I right. do feel like I missed out on... Some of the ball games and some of the sure, stuff, you know, sure, that I should have. Sure. Yeah.
2: Well, if that—I mean, I can't speak for my brother or sister, but that's helpful for me. I don't feel like there was anything that was no. super important that you you weren't there for. I mean, certainly, yes, it's always nice to have your parent around, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, that, which is why you're visiting now in yeah. North Dakota. So, but yeah, that it, it is tough to balance sometimes. That's for sure, yeah, especially when it like falls on you. It's, yeah, it's different. It's 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 a little
3: hard, but. You, every person's balance is different, I think, too. Yeah. You know, I think uh, for your mom and I, we both, she would be there a lot more than me and would not, you know, I mean, that's just, you know, her different opinion than mine. Sure. You know, and, and uh, stuff. But, yeah, I, like I say, that's, you, you've you got to maintain some balance or, or it just becomes all work and
2: absolutely nothing else. Right, right. No, absolutely. So, why do you think Most businesses that fail, and by failing, I don't just mean little day-to-day things. I mean like completely shutting down. Um, And not that every business is Mm. shut down as a failure. Some people just, they're out of it. But why do you think that ends up happening?
3: A lot of time, they don't really understand what business is. Uh, I've had a multitude of people that worked for me, that quit me, uh, went into business. Doing exactly what we were doing, and lasted a year or two, and quit. Okay. Um, everybody has this romantic notion that oh, you're your own boss, and uh, man, uh, you know, money flows in and the work flows in, and, and uh, it doesn't. It's a lot harder to be your own boss than it is. Uh, the four years that I worked for the contractor uh, were probably the easiest four years of my life as far as stress and yeah. and you know, everything, you took your check, you went home. You didn't have any worries till the next Monday. And, uh, uh, you know, you didn't take anything home with you. It was just, you know, it was easy. Uh, And if you think that's the way it's going to be when you're your own boss, that you're only going to work 40 hours and the money's going to flow and the jobs are going to flow, well, you have the wrong expectations. It doesn't work that way. And and, uh, uh, I think a lot of people don't understand how difficult it is and how much time it requires and and how much worry and, you know, that kind of thing. I think that's why they fail. It's not that they aren't good at their job. Absolutely. It's not even that they're not making money. Uh, they just don't really want to handle the the commitment and the time that it sure. takes to do it. Sure.
2: Yeah, because yeah, it, it certainly does take time. Even when I first got started, it was, you know, more time away from home um, until you get like a really – no-good system now, mm-hmm. and even sometimes still, I mean, I work when other people are, you know, off right. work, um, And but I think when you have something that you really do enjoy, and even maybe you have projects you're looking forward to, oh, that yeah. makes it a difference.
3: Yeah, it's a lot easier to, uh, you know, uh, uh, I still work six, occasionally on Sunday, but uh, I still work at least six days a week some, yes. and uh, and I enjoy, enjoy it, but uh, I don't work anywhere near, like I used to, right, right, <laughs> you know, right. but, uh, uh, if you enjoy it and there's that satisfaction there, then you'll keep on doing it. Yep. And I used to think that the guys that said they would work, you know, they wanted to work till they dropped dead, you know, oh, those guys are nuts. I <laughs> want to retire. But you know, when you get to this age, uh, you understand that most of the satisfaction that we get is job satisfaction sure. and you don't want to give that up totally. Right. I think some of the guys that do regret it yep. immediately thereafter, So, I probably will not ever quote retire. I would just keep slowing down and doing a little less and maybe a little more fun stuff (laughs) along the way. Right, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. That's what I was really curious about too. Um, People that, you know, know our family have asked me before, you know, when will your dad retire? When will your mom retire? And I'm like, I I, I don't really (laughs) know. I don't know if they'll ever be in like full retirement. Yeah. uh, Because I can't imagine you not at least doing projects that you enjoy oh, throughout yeah. the day. I, I mean, you want to be able just to, like, sit there and do nothing. Oh, That's no. That's not your personal no, thing.
3: No, no. About two days of nothing, and I'm Right, right. Even today, it's kind of rainy out, right. and you're like, oh, I wish I could do something. <laughs> so,
2: it worked well for the interview, though, but yeah, yeah. it makes it challenging at times. So, there's um, an author, and she's a, a researcher, a social worker, and she um, discusses, like, uh, shame and vulnerability, and mm. so she's kind of an expert in the field. So, one thing that she explains in one of her books called Radio the is um, she does dives into the topic um, of really walking out into the wilderness by yourself, feeling completely isolated and alone, but knowing that that's what you need to do. And then mm-hmm. along the way, finding other people who have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there was a time in your life where, and maybe it was, well, I don't want to answer for you, but maybe it's a business portion. Of the <laughs> thing I don't know, but that you felt like you were going out into the wilderness and just, you knew that you needed to do it, but you're kind of like, this is a little. Well, like I
3: say, when I, when I, Gave my notice, my two-week notice, and was going to go on my own, everybody around me, and including my boss, knew that it was going to happen at some point in time. Yeah. You know, yeah. by then, I mean, it was, it was not a question yet. But, you know, it, it's tough, uh, because like I say, it was, I gave my notice in November. And the worst time in our business is wintertime. There's just not that much you can do. And yes, I had a little money saved up, but not enough to get us, you know, through right. the winter, and I had a wife and three kids at the time I was supporting, plus right. I would already agreed to hire one man to start with me, sure. and, you know, to take that on and quit at that time, it, yeah, you're, you're pretty, it's pretty lonely. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. You know? absolutely. But, uh, but your mother's, like I say, she supported that, so yeah. we do Yeah, no, absolutely.
2: Well, I'm glad that you guys have each other, because I'm sure Throughout the process, it would have been much more
3: challenging. Oh, it, maybe it, it it. I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's a lot, lot, lot tougher to sure. to do it without you know a support network of some kind. Doesn't necessarily have to be a wife, but you need right. you need somebody there because there's times when you're like, oh crap, what did I do? Right, right. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, so it's you know if you got somebody there that can help you through those times, then it's not that bad.
2: And I know we've had a conversation about this too, but a lot of times I think if you look around you, you can even find people who are very willing to fulfill that role oh, for yeah. you and yeah. have really great skills that come alongside of you. Yep. And so I think sometimes people feel like they don't have anyone in their life to do that. Like you say, if they're not married or if they're not dating, yep. but the reality is there could just be a really great friend or family member yep. who can help. Yep.
3: And that's... Yep, you're I right.
2: Mean, I, I certainly utilize, you know, people family, <laughs> like, hey, what about this idea? Or friends, you know, and just ask. And yeah. people are really um who are invested in your life. Right. Usually. Right. Yeah. Pretty willing yeah. to come alongside you. So, just one last question that I'm asking everybody that I interview who would you say has been your biggest encourager? And it can be, you know, more than one person, but maybe throughout your business process, but just life in general.
3: Uh, obviously, my wife. Yeah. Really, other than that, I really. You know, I mean, yeah, you, know, you kids have been great and all that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. And we've had several, a lot of friends that have helped and stuff. But probably your mother, yeah. you know. She's pretty cool, huh? Shout, out, shout out to Terry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So,
2: but good. Well, do you have any other thoughts that you want to pass mm. on to business owners or just people in general?
3: No, not particularly. I think you pretty much covered it.
2: All righty. Well, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. Oh, we appreciate it. So,
3: Thank you. Yeah.
0: You for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to wwwkellysissoncom backslash podcast, where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest. A special thank you to our producer, Joe Burkett, and our assistant, Carrie, who both helped to make this podcast possible. See you next week for another episode.